fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Believe and go forth and know that you'll get it done. This is Sabrina Marie with the Building Abundant Success Series, our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Tonight, our spotlight on entrepreneurship and motivation with Willie Jolly. Willie Jolly just rang us in. He has been named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by Toastmasters International. He's been inducted into the Speakers Hall of Fame. He is also the author of international best-selling books, It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, and A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback. To reach Willie Jolly, his website is williejolly.com. Enjoy. I am here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great Excellent. to have you here. I was uh, yes. looking over your book and um, last night because I bought it some time back about setups and comebacks. And boy, what a timely, timely PBS special for today's times, huh? Yes, yes, it is a, actually the, the incredible time for these times that we are living through and how we have had a setback, economic setback. We've had people losing jobs and losing homes and banks going fail, failing and going down. But I feel that this setback is nothing but a setup for a comeback. So the timing is absolutely uh, perfect for the message that I've been sharing. Well, amen. Where did you come from uh, in this whole inspirational, motivational uh, scheme of things? Well, you know, uh, many people ask about that because they say, well, where did you come from? Where did this come from? How did this happen? I was a nightclub singer, and I was a jingle singer during the day and nightclubs at night. And then I went from the nightclub to to the point where I started singing in more and more nightclubs and was uh, having a, the number one nightclub spot in the Washington, D.C. area. And then one night I went in a nightclub, and they said, we made a change. We love your band. You won all the awards, but your band's so expensive. We want to get a better return on investment. And the only way we can do that now is to cut costs, lower costs, and the band's the biggest cost. So we bought something else that's filling up nightclubs, and it's a lot cheaper. We bought a karaoke machine. I said, but, but what about my bills? What about my bills? And I learned that night no one cares about your bills but you and the people you owe. And it was it was quite a, a, a devastating experience. I had worked so hard to build the nightclub into the night, the best and the top rated and the number one night spot in the Washington area. Yet, I still got fired. And I was devastated. And I said, well, what do I do now? And I, I, I tell you what happened was I got angry. Because I'd worked so hard to build their business, yet I got fired. And many people in America are experiencing that right now. They worked hard. They were there early. They stayed late. They did the extra the extra work. But they got caught up maybe in, a, in an economic downturn. They maybe got caught up in a numbers game. They might have gotten caught up in just the fact that the business is going out of business. Whatever the reason, I got angry. I said, I got to do something else. And let me tell you a, a little quote. I want people to catch this quote. quote was, that sometimes a success is a failure who gets angry enough to overcome their fears. Sometimes a success is a failure who gets angry enough to overcome their fears. And I, I, I got angry, and I said, I'm not going to limit myself to what is easy. I'm going to start stretching. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew it was something else that was within me. It was out of that I started giving, I got a job with the school system. 
And it was with that year of the school system, I started giving little speeches to kids about staying away from drugs. And it was out of that giving speeches that I discovered an ability I didn't even know I had. And from the little kids, the teachers would invite me to come to their teachers' association. And from there, they'd invite me to their churches. And someone at the church would invite me to come to their company or their government agency. And it continued to grow. And then Les Brown heard about me and invited me to be on tour with him and his wife at that time, Gladys Knight which gave me a national exposure, and then I got a radio show, and the radio show got syndicated, and it continued to grow, and then PBS and books, and all of these things happened because I got fired and replaced by a karaoke machine. Your setback in being fired was probably the best thing that could have happened, and many people don't look at those um, types of things, the the, 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 the distress of, of uh, trauma. They don't look at that as being one of the better things that can happen probably till sometime later. When did you figure that out? I know you had to be uh, just really devastated to look at a machine and think, what the heck is going on with this? Right. Well, you know, what happened was, and, 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 I, and I'm encouraging people, if you don't have the book, A Setback, A Setup, or Come Back, please get a copy because I think that that book will help those so that I, I can give you more depth because we have such a short time. But the, the thing that I learned from that was this, that stuff is going to happen in our lives. We have challenges, and sometimes we don't understand why we have the challenges. So we we have to look at possibilities, opportunities, and say, what can we do to turn these negatives into positives? And it's out of those setbacks that we thought to grow. I didn't understand it then, but it was not too long after I got fired and I started going in a new direction. I said, I've got to do something different. That thing started to change. And, it, and the more I did it, the better it got, the better it got, the thing started growing, and my, my life literally changed over a few months because I was able to see that a setback is nothing but a setup for a comeback. So I encourage you to just say, see the long picture. It's not the short-term picture. It's the long-term picture that makes the world different. And it was out of that that I grew. In your growing, in your persevering through those difficult times, I'm sure there were many twists and turns um, before Les Brown uh, discovered who you were and you went into syndication and got your shows and whatnot. From the school system to what you're doing now, what do you take out of that into what you're doing now? Because uh, teaching, I, I think, is an honorable profession, but I'm sure you, you've learned many lessons along the way uh, with all the things that you've done. You know, you're absolutely right. And every, let me tell you something, something right now. I, I learn something every day, every day now. I started years ago journaling. And it's amazing some of the things when I go back in these journals four, five, six, eight, ten years ago and see how much I've learned over the years. And every day I learn something new. So that's ongoing process. And I'm encouraging people who are listening today to make a commitment to be lifelong learners because if you have a lifelong learning mindset, you will pick up cues and little lessons every day about your life, about the way life works and about success principles. Well, it was out of that that as a teacher, that after being a teacher and working in the school system, I learned that learning is important. And you're right, teachers are very valuable and honorable positions. And I now just see myself as an extension of what I did before. I was teaching in a classroom. Now my classroom has just expanded to a worldwide platform through radio and television and, and books and speeches. But it's still a classroom to teach people 
how to, one, see the possibilities for themselves and then their lives, and then to help them overcome the fears and the things that keep them from reaching those possibilities, to keep them from maximizing their possibilities. How do you feel about mindset? I'm very much a stickler about mindset in how people go about achieving about the outside forces, whether it be peers, whether it be family, whether it be what we're taught from ages six, the formidable years, age six through college, you know, go to school, do the status quo. And many people get their, their mindset form there not to really step out on their own and do what their heart desire is, but to do what society says to do. Well, Mindset is critically important because how you think is how you behave, how you will act, and how you think and how you behave and how you act will determine what you do, and what you yeah. do will determine what you get, and what you get will determine your wealth, your your health, but your your um, financial security, your financial situation. All starts with the thinking, and that's why I'm thinking. Grow rich, man. Said, as a you know that that you must whatever you think about all day long is what you become. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he is so what he becomes. You have to be believing and thinking in a new way, and your mindset determines what I call your success set, your wealth set. All of those are byproducts of your mindset. That is why it's critically important that you get a mindset that will encourage and inspire and lift you. And it starts early, and that is why I encourage my my children and my grandchildren and my family members to read positive books, to make it a point, to make it a point, make it a point, and read positive books. If you ever go into a $10 million home, it always has a library. Now, the person who bought that $10 million home, did they buy it because it had a library, or did their library allow them to buy it? Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin, said, Benjamin Franklin said the greatest investment anyone can make is what they make in themselves. The pennies they pour into their head will create dollars they can pour in their wallet. Mm-hmm. Very, very okay, so, so what are you reading? What are you listening to? What's, how are you developing that mindset? And also, what are you letting to influence that mindset? Are you being influenced by negative information, books, or, or, or TV, or, or the music you listen to, the movies you look at? Or are you being influenced to grow your mindset, to expand your mindset, to develop your mindset? I am saying you've got to work on that now because that is what will help you to navigate the changing world we live in. You're right, and I'm in piggybacking on what you just mentioned, you know, mindset and the, the um, environment that you're in, and you have to really control that. You sing, and I have been listening and have and even played before we uh, started tape, uh, your music. How important are the messages in the music that you record? And I know they go right along with your books, your message, but I'm sure earlier in your career, you had to make some decisions as to what you would sing and what you wouldn't sing. You're absolutely right. Uh, I had to make some decisions, and particularly as I started getting a higher consciousness, and I realized that whatever you plant in your mind will grow, <laughs> whatever. If you focus on um, negative, that's what you'll get. If you focus on positive, that's what you'll get. If you fill your mind up with the the uh, the negative kind of dandelions and weeds, 
that's what will, will filter your whole thinking. But if you fill your mind up with the pure, the powerful, the positive, that's what will start to impact your mind. So I made this, once I learned the impact of it and the power of it, I stopped listening to negative stuff. Made a point that if it was negative television, negative radio, negative movies, I said, I don't want to let that into my ear gate, my eye gate, or my heart gate. I don't want that to get in. Because once it's in, it's hard to get it out.